The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, already. Good morning, college baseball fans. It is your host, Noah Beanick, aka 77NB. You can, that's my Twitter t- uh, handle. If you'd like to follow me there, I'm coming at you live from on YouTube Live currently, 5 04 a.m. in the morning. But for me, I still haven't gone to bed yet. I've been up all night handicapping these college baseball games because they dropped around 11 at night. Um, handicap them going live now. Um, what we're going to do is when I started, they had only had the, uh, like five biggest conferences out. What I'm going to do is for each show, uh, day, we're going to do daily postseason shows, every conference tournament day, every NCAA tournament day, there's going to be a daily pick show for the conference tournaments. I am going to do for the first two or three days while everybody is playing. Um, they really have only put out odds for some of the bigger conferences. So um, I'm we're going to stick to the SEC, the ACC, the Pac-12, the Big 12, the Big 10, um, the Conference USA, and the Sun Belt. Those six conferences have odds currently um and DraftKings is the one that originates it. So they're the first that usually posts every night prior to the day of games. So that's really nice of DraftKings to be able to do so I can handicap them throughout the night and get this out for you guys early. That way you have this for a morning drive to work. That's the goal of this podcast because some of these games are starting at 9 a.m., 10 a.m., uh, wherever you may live. Um, but so we're going to do that. I mean, it's just some of the bigger conferences that the games are being offered. But, however, we just launched our brand new college baseball picks page. What is the college baseball picks page? Well, for free at the sportsgamblingpodcast.com, you can go to the college baseball tab and click on picks. From there, there's a widget that will list all of my picks for free, and you'll see which games I've picked. Um, and then there's a lock icon next to the ones that I personally have my money on. So if you're ever in a pinch and you can't listen to the whole podcast, which I recommend you do to listen to some of these pitching matchups because they're very hard to find. Um, and that's what takes me the longest time uh, handicapping these games. But if you're ever in a pinch, if a game starts at 10 a.m. and you're listening to this at 940 a.m., uh, go ahead and just check out that picks page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And I think it's slash college baseball picks. Um, before we jump into today's games that we'll talk about on this podcast, let me tell you once again about edge boost. Have you signed up for them yet? If you're, if not, you're missing out. Edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card, similar to buy now pay later programs. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly long statements. Uh, that's right. 0% interest simply deposit simply deposit your funds into your account at edge boost 
They will match your deposit, so you can use double the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, so that's up to $2,500 that you can add to your bankroll. Edge Boost Double Down Play of the Day will be put at the end of the podcast, so go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use this only valid in legal gambling state sites and problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now let's jump into some of these games that we have odds for here. We're going to start off at 1030 a.m. in the SEC where Georgia is plus 135 on the money line. They're playing South Carolina who's minus 165. Now precursor for this whole show we have about i don't know 75 percent of these games actually have confirmed matchups which is super nice it's actually not normally like this for the tournaments because a lot of these pitching matchups are up in limbo you really have to kind of just predict who each team's going to start because they pitch their guys kind of on the fly um there's no planning um with the uh, uh, any of these conference tournaments uh it is all hands on deck every game for some of these teams so i will make it very clear when we have a confirmed pitching matchup i'll say that right off the bat or if i'm projecting the pitchers for the games um however when the starting pitchers aren't known and the opening price is out there oftentimes we are able to jump on a game that's mispriced and then we'll end up uh, when we put our money on the game, it's always a nice feeling when that number slightly moves into your favor and you'll be, you'd be like, yeah, I kind of did the hard work. I did the research. I listened to the college baseball experience and Noah said that this guy, he might start. He actually is starting and he's better than the other guy. Um, but yes, Georgia, South Carolina, Georgia's plus 135 on the money line, South Carolina minus 165. This is a confirmed matchup as the Bulldogs are starting Jaden Woods. He's a sophomore lefty who's 3-2 and two on the year with a 5.59 ERA, 61 strikeouts, 25 walks, in 46.2 innings pitched. For the Gamecocks, it's James Hicks, who's 6-1 and one with a 4.09 ERA, 42 strikeouts, 12 walks, in 50.2 innings pitched. I like South Carolina here um, quite a bit because Woods – is making his first appearance back from injury for Georgia. So I don't know how he'll look. Um, he last pitched on April 14th. Before his injury, Woods had a 737 ERA in five SEC starts. South Carolina's lineup is as healthy as it's been in weeks. And I think that's a good pick uh, and also a very nice parlay piece as South Carolina is just looking to build momentum uh, before entering the NCAA tournament. And the Cox are actually my SEC tournament champion prediction. Um, going on to our next matchup here. It is at 11 a.m. between Michigan, plus 145 on the money line, and Iowa, minus 180. Now, I am a Michigan fan. I have no clue who Michigan's going to pitch here because they lost Chase Allen due to injury earlier on, and he hasn't pitched in a while. My projection is that their ace, Connor O'Halloran, will rest one more day, and they're going to elect to start Kurt Barr. Um, Barr has started six games this year so far. He has a one-and-one record with a 437 ERA, 17 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 22.2 innings pitched. It's a bad situation for my Wolverines. Um, 
I think that uh, Cade Obermuller will start for Iowa. Um, it would just be his third start of the year, but Keaton Anthony hasn't played since the gambling news came out about Iowa and their whole athletic department. And Anthony was Iowa's typical midweek starter. So Obermuller, he's 2-0 and on the year with a 360 ERA, 34 strikeouts, 16 walks, and just 20 innings pitched. Um, for me, double-check uh, prior to the game's start um, who's pitching in this game, obviously. But uh, if Michigan does throw their ace O'Halloran He's a dog. I would back them um, at a plus price. But after O'Halloran, this pitching staff is a train wreck. Just imagine LSU's pitching staff in the Big Ten. That's basically what this is. Iowa would be a nice parlay piece without O'Halloran on the mound for Michigan. Uh, the next game on our slate is at 11 a.m. as well. It's Virginia Tech, minus 135 on the money line at, uh, and Boston College, plus 105. We have a confirmed pitching matchup here. Virginia Tech is starting uh, Jonah Harney, who's 3-2 and two on the year with a 7.53 ERA, 29 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 28.2 innings pitched. Boston College will start Eric Schroeder, who threw 67 pitches in relief on Thursday. Schroeder is 3-3 three and three with a 5.63 ERA, 15 strikeouts, 9 walks, and 32 innings pitched. Schroeder pitches to a lot of contact, which if you read my conference tournament uh, pre futures article or you listen to the conference tournament preview podcast where I gave up picks for every uh, conference that offers futures odds uh, from the books, you can find those on Bet Rivers, Barstool, and Caesars currently. Uh, prior to the first game of each conference tournament. Um, shout out to those that listened to that, by the way, because I'm doing a doubleheader here with, uh, I did conference tournaments about six hours ago. Now I'm recording this picks podcast for Tuesday. Uh, shout out to the real ones that listen to both. But uh, Virginia Tech, uh, I so I'm betting on offense in the ACC tournament, which is not how I usually bet on baseball games, but it's, very much uh, this this park is very hitter friendly and overs were hitting like crazy in the ACC tournament last year. Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech is my long shot pick to win this conference tournament. Virginia Tech owns the highest slugging percentage in the conference at 542. They have the third most home runs with 97 and the fourth highest scoring offense with a 952 team OBS. Boston College is 12th, 10th, and 12th in those categories, respectively. I like the Hokies to win, but I'm not betting them here because I already have some skin in the game. So if you don't, Virginia Tech's not a bad look. I know they have a rough starting pitcher, but their offense is going to be able to make up for it. I think that it's going to be blitzkrieg throughout the entire ACC tournament. Uh, the next game on our slate is at one p.m. in the Pac-12, so it's, uh, what, 12, 11, it's 10, 10 a.m. Uh, West Coast time in Scottsdale, Arizona, where, they're, well, where they'll be playing this in-state rivalry. It's Arizona minus 125 on the money line against Arizona State minus 105. We have confirmed pitchers for this matchup, too. Starting for Arizona is Aiden May. He is 4-2 with a 7-12 ERA, 62 strikeouts, 26 walks, and 60.2 innings pitched in 13 starts. Chip Hill was 
kind of smart in holding May out of the weekend rotation uh, over the weekend. And he saved one of his top three uh, starters for a game that they very much need to win in the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, Josh Hanzel will start for Arizona State here. And the juniors making his fourth start of the season for the Sun Devils. He's 2-0 with a 6.52 ERA, 27 strikeouts, 12 walks in 29 innings pitched. Hanzel's last start uh, came against Cal State Fullerton, where he gave up seven runs in 2.1 innings. May is also carrying a 7.12 ERA, so I would love an over here if we get one. Scottsdale Stadium was a launch pad for the Pac-12 tournament last year, as 14 or more runs were scored in nine of the 14 games. And if you remember, uh, the Oregon State UCLA game that ended 25-22, oh, it's just amazing. Overs, overs, overs here in the Pac-12 tournament. As for the game, I'll take Arizona State or Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. My bad. I'll take the Wildcats here as my pick on the money line. Um, the fifth game that we'll talk about, I think it's the fifth game uh, here. I have handicaps for 14 games that the uh, that DraftKings was offering at the time that they opened all the all the lines. Um, and Big 12 games start on Wednesday. At 2 o'clock p.m., Texas A&M is plus 135 on the money line. They're taking on Tennessee, who's minus 165. And we have confirmed pitchers for this game, too. Oh, man, it's a great sight to see. Starting for the Aggies will be Trey, uh, Troy Wansing, who's 2-3. and three. It might be Troy Wansing. I don't know. Uh, Troy Wansing, who's 2-3 and three with a 590 ERA, 60 strikeouts, 29 walks in, 40.2 innings pitched. Tennessee will start Seth Halverson. He has a 2-2 two and two record with a 396 ERA, 38 strikeouts, 10 walks in, 38.2 innings pitched. For me, I don't think either of these guys will pitch too deep into this game, especially Halverson, who is making his first start of the season. I trust Tennessee's bullpen much more than Texas A&M's, and the Vols' offense has been coming all, coming along lately, whereas the Aggies, they're just they're the fifth-worst scoring offense in the SEC with the second-worst batting average. So I like Tennessee here. Lane Elliott, what's up, my man? 517, first, first one in here, he's crazy like I am. Uh, jumping into the college baseball live stream for picks on Tuesday. Games start in about six hours, so we're grinding away here. Um, yeah, and before we jump into our next game, let me tell you about out Shady Rays because SGPN is teaming up with them for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also get a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. So go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Um, the next game on our slate is at 3 p.m., in Omaha, it's the Big Ten Conference Tournament. 
Illinois plus 125 on the money line is taking on Indiana minus 155. We also have confirmed pitchers for this game. I promise you it is not like this, um, especially last year here in the postseason. Um, and it's where we made a ton of money. Um, sorry, I'm saying um, a lot. But the, the line I will start Jack Wenninger, who's 7-3 and three on the year with a 488 ERA, 75 strikeouts, 28 walks in 83 innings pitched. Kudos to head coach Dan Hartlib, who shifted Wenninger to a midweek role one week prior to the Big Ten tournament for this exact game. Wenninger will start. Uh, against Indiana's Ben Seiler. Uh, Seiler is making his seventh start of the year. He has a 1-3 and three record, 545 ERA, 33 strikeouts, 18 walks in 36.1 innings pitched this year. As much as I want to side with Coach Hartlib's big brain move to work, like as much as I want that to work, I don't think it will because Illinois' offense just – I don't know if it's going to keep up with Indiana's. Uh, the Hoosiers have the second highest scoring offense in the Big Ten, and Illinois is just 10th. So I still think the pick is Indiana here, but at minus 155, I'm not going to put anything on that there. At 3 o'clock as well in the ACC tournament, we have Georgia Tech minus 110 on the money line against North Carolina minus 120. Let me start off by saying this. We have confirmed pitchers, and when I saw one of these guys' names, I verbally said, whoa, and let's get into this, because Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech is starting Ben King, who's been their best reliever all year with a 6-1 and record in 24 appearances. This will be his third start this season, and he has a 321 ERA, 53 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 47.2 innings pitched. But he's not the guy that made me say, whoa. It's Max Carlson, the Tar Heels ace, and entered the. He was the Tar Heels ace when he entered the season, um, and he's going to start here on Tuesday. He threw. He started last Thursday's game. Um, the box score doesn't have a pitch count here, but he faced 21 Clemson hitters in 3.2 innings pitched. He gave up six runs, so I'm expecting he threw about like 80 to 90 pitches here, and he's coming in on four days rest. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days rest here. Um, I I don't expect him to throw any better against the ACC's third highest scoring offense compared to how he did against the eighth highest scoring offense uh, in Clemson just last week. Durham's ballpark is going to be a launch pad, and Carlson is on short rest. I really, really like the Yellow Jackets here. Give me them at minus 110. Uh yeah, I mean, the Georgia Tech's offense is just crazy good, and I think they're going to really, really uh, eat Carlson alive here. That's that's a tough, tough ask for Max Carlson of North Carolina uh, to make this start against one of the best offenses in the conference on four days rest. At 4 o'clock p.m., uh, we have in the Sun Belt a winner-go-home game here in the play-in. It's Old Dominion, minus 145. They are the 10th seed. They're playing the 7th seed, James Madison, who's plus 115. I sprinkled a little bit on the Monarchs to win the Sunbelt tournament, but overall, they've just been a big letdown in the Sunbelt this year, and they just lost two out of three to the Dukes two weeks ago. 
it's uh tough to tough to project here what each team will do with their starting pitchers but in a winner go home uh playing game i think odu should probably start their ace on short rest uh that would be sam armstrong he is one of the uh, conference's best starting pitchers in the Sun Belt with a 9-3 and record, a 347 ERA, 68 strikeouts, 27 walks in 72.2 innings pitched. Armstrong allowed five earned in five innings in his first start against JMU. Um, I know I'm contradicting myself about uh, fading Max Carlson earlier, but Armstrong's just a much better – he's been pitching much better than uh, – Carlson so far this year so I feel better about Armstrong starting on short rest than Carlson um, but again I'm projecting it so before you bet it before game time check around like three hours maybe go to Twitter uh, see if you can just search up the team name or the, any of their pitchers names on Twitter see if uh, a beat writer tweeted out what the starting matchup is going to be of the day that's my best tip there um, if I was the Dukes, I wouldn't feel as pressed to start my ace on four days short rest. Um, and if I was the coach, I wouldn't. I think they're going to give Ryan Ertelschwager his sixth start this season. Uh, he pitched one inning in relief over the weekend, so he would be ready to go. Ertelschwager is 2-2 two and two with a 482 ERA. 26 strikeouts, 21 walks, and 28 innings pitched. Um, like I mentioned, check the pitching matchup. But I kind of like ODU to pull off the upset. Notice how I said up, upset, but not minus 145 favorite. Um, I think uh, this one should be more close to like a, a heads up uh, price here at minus 110 each, minus 115 each, or a minus 120, minus 110, something, something like that. I think Old, Old Dominion is just a little bit too expensive here. Um, and James Madison at plus 115 is not bad for a team that took two of three against the Monarchs just two weeks ago. At 530 in the Pac-12 tournament, UCLA is minus 120 on the money line against USC minus 110. We have confirmed pitchers in this matchup. The Bruins are going to start their ace, Jake Brooks. They gave him the weekend off to make this start. And Brooks is six and five with a 5.45 ERA, 72 strikeouts, 18 walks in 69.1 innings pitched. USC will start redshirt freshman Eric Hammond for the 14th time this season. He's three and four on the year with a 4.78 ERA, 40 strikeouts, 28 walks in 49 innings pitched. This is a tough handicap for me. Um, it's UCLA's ace against. USC's SP4. Uh, Brooks threw five innings, gave up three runs and two earned in his first start against USC earlier this year. And Hammond started against UCLA uh, in a three-team pre-like pre-conference play tournament at UCLA. Hammond threw three innings, gave up three runs in those three innings. Eileen USA uh, USC here only because the Bruins they have the worst scoring offense in the back 12. So I think the Trojans bats will fare a little bit better in this matchup, but um, it's the pack 12 tournament. Make sure you take your overs or look at, look at some of those totals. Uh, just crazy scoring outputs last year's tournament at seven o'clock in Omaha. We head back to Omaha for the big 10 tournament. It's Michigan state 
plus 125 on the uh, plus 135 on the money line against Maryland minus 165. We have confirmed pitchers for this matchup as well as Nick Powers will start for Michigan State. He's making his 11th start of the year with a 428 ERA, 5 and 2 record, 35 strikeouts, 19 walks in 54.2 innings pitched. Powers been really good lately with a 331 ERA over his last 6 appearances. Starting his 12th game of the year for the Terps is Kyle McCoy. He is 4-6 and six on the year with a 581 ERA, 39 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 52.2 innings pitched. Maryland's the highest-scoring offense in the Big Ten, whereas Sparty, their sixth. I think the Terps are vulnerable in Omaha, and why not in Game 1 here to Michigan State? The Terrapins, they have the best team batting average in the Big Ten at 317, but right behind them is MSU with 303 team batting average, and they have a better starting pitcher on the mound with more pitching depth. Uh, they have a staff ERA of 550. That's fifth in the Big Ten. Maryland is 11th with a 601. So Powers is rolling right now. I think uh, the Sparty Bats have a chance at plus 135. It's not a bad play here. Also at 7 o'clock here, going back to the ACC tournament in Durham, NC State minus 115 against Duke minus 115. Both of these teams can sleep in their own beds. They don't even have to get a hotel in Durham, North Carolina. There's no confirmed pitching uh, pitchers for this matchup, so I'm left to project it. Um, for NC State, I think that Baker Nelson could get his sixth start of the year. He's 5-2 and two with a 626 ERA, 45 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 46 innings pitched. Nelson threw 50 pitches in relief on uh, Thursday, so he would be good to go here. Um, and for Duke, I think they could start Alex Gow. I mean, he's been kind of their go-to guy in game ones of the weekend series so far this year. Uh, Duke's kind of a weird team. They have tremendous depth, but they don't really let any of those any of their starters go too deep into the games. <clears throat> At max, they see the uh, lineup twice times, uh, two times through, and they switch them out. So Gao only threw, uh, like I mentioned, uh, he, he only threw 66 pitches in his start on Thursday. So I think he could be good to go here on Tuesday. The grad senior is 3-3 three and three on the year with a 4.86 ERA and 13 starts with 53 strikeouts, 24 walks, and 50 innings pitched. I like Duke to win this game a lot. One of my favorite bets of the day because the pitching staff is just so deep. Duke minus 115 on the money line for me. Their offense is going to be able to keep uh, scoring runs. Uh, they'll be able to keep pace with NC State, uh, especially if the pitching staff is able to keep the Wolfpack at bay here. So Duke minus 115 for me is one of my favorite plays of the day. At 7.30 in the Sun Belt, we have another win-or-go-home play-in game for that tournament. It's Georgia Southern, minus 135 on the money line at uh, – not at, but they're playing Georgia State, who's plus one, 105. Now, according to Georgia Southern's game write-up, the pitchers are to be determined in this game. The Eagles' ace, Ty Fisher, threw 107 pitches on Friday. He should not start this game on three days rest. In that Fisher start, Mitchell Gross threw 30 pitches in relief. He has five starts this season. I think that Gross could start here. He's 3-3 three and three with a 425 ERA, 51 strikeouts, 17 walks, and 55 innings pitched. Ryan Watson, Georgia State's ace, threw 85 pitches on Thursday. Starting him uh, on Tuesday would be a little bit of a stretch, but 
after sweeping the Eagles two weeks ago, I don't think the Panthers will really feel the need to start Watson. I don't think they're going to feel too pressed. I project Georgia State could start Brandon Joseph for the 11th time this season. He threw 38 pitches in relief on Friday, so I think he's going to be good to go here on Tuesday for a start. Joseph is 4-4 four and four on the year with a 544 ERA, 65 strikeouts, 32 walks, and 51.1 innings pitched. I feel pretty dang good about these pitching projections. <clears throat> Therefore, I love Georgia State at plus 105, and – I think that if these do get con- confirmed, Georgia State's definitely not going to be uh, at plus money um, when the pitching matchup does come out. The Panthers have the Sun Belt's second highest scoring offense. And like I mentioned earlier, they swept the Eagles this year. So give me Georgia State plus 105. I don't think that's, I think, I think we should get some really good closing line value there. Two more games on our slate for Tuesday. It's going to be one of our shorter podcasts because, like I mentioned, Big 12 tournament will start on Wednesday. At 9 o'clock, Missouri is plus 135 on the money line. They're taking on Auburn, minus 165. Um, And for starters, uh, before I touch on this game, Missouri baseball's website crashed. Like if you look up Missouri baseball online, and you go to their, you try to visit their website. It just says that it's just offline, which is hilarious. Um, but I was able to get confirmed pitchers on Auburn's game right up here. <coughs> Sorry, Mizzou will start junior lefter, uh, junior lefty Javen P- Pimental, J- Javen J- Pimental. It looks like, uh, excuse me if I'm not pronouncing that right, but uh, he'll get his eighth start of the season. Pimentel is one and one with a 6.26 ERA, 22 strikeouts, 11 walks in 23 innings pitched. Auburn, however, is starting their best starter, Tommy Vale. He only threw 34 pitches over the weekend against Missouri. These two teams are playing four, four games straight. They finished the season against each other in a weekend series. Vale did not start a game. He came in relief in the third game. He threw 34 pitches. He's starting this first game of the SEC tournament. On the season, the grad senior lefty is 5-1 and one with a 338 array and 12 starts, 72 strikeouts, 36 walks, and 61.1 innings pitched. You have to love, 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 love Auburn here with their ace on the mound against Missouri. This thing's mispriced at minus 165 against what Missouri's fourth, fifth best starter. I love Tommy Vale and Auburn here at this price. Minus 165 should be around minus 200 or larger. Seriously. Um, Our last game on this, sorry. It is uh, (laughs) 5.30 a.m. And I'm still acclimating myself to uh, staying up late to handicap these games again. Believe me, I, I enjoy it. I really do. Uh, had great success last year doing this. So I couldn't be happy, happier running it back again. Uh, last game on the slate, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. West Coast. California, plus 135 on the money line. Uh, plus 130 on the money line against Oregon, minus 160. The Ducks have a TBA starter, but Christian Bashera will start for Cal. Uh, the sophomore threw 46 pitches on Thursday, and he will be rested and ready to go here. And he was pitched uh, like 
He has pitched like Cal's second best starter this season, but that's not saying much because Bechera is two and five on the year with a 624 ERA and 10 starts with 53 strikeouts, 18 walks in 53.1 innings pitched. Unless Oregon pulls Jace Stoffel off the shelf, he's injured right now. So to my knowledge, he's not going to come back. If he does, I really like Oregon in this spot, but I I, I, I think, I think the Ducks are fucked. I, they have two freshman starters who have started 10 games each this season in Leo Yulman and Jackson Pace. Yulman is 3-4 and four with a 743 ERA, and Pace is 2-3 and three with an 844. I have a hunch that Yulman could get the start here because he threw 2.1 innings of shutout ball against Cal earlier on in the season. And the only thing about this game and my handicap came down to this. Cal has the second worst scoring offense in the Pac-12, so I think they may continue to make Yulman look like a superstar. <laughs> so stay away from the money line in this game and look for another Pac-12 over here. Uh, and that's going to conclude. That was 14 games of some of the better conference tournament games that were offered. Um, we had 14 games offered by DraftKings at around like 11 p.m. when I started working on uh, handicapping uh, these games. Like I mentioned, there will be more games uploaded in the morning. Um, obviously, I'm not waking up anytime soon. This happened the same time, uh, same thing last year. I program tweets that will send out in the afternoon just of picks for the games. Um, just for followers to be able to know like what I'm picking prior to the game starting. <clears throat> However, uh, yeah, I won't probably respond to any tweets or DMs until maybe two in the afternoon. So if you are curious about any of the games that I have uh, or that are playing, if I have picked it, it will be on the picks page that I was talking about earlier. College baseball picks page on sportsgamblingpodcast.com it should be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash college baseball picks <clears throat> sorry i keep coughing but um i want to run through some of the better parlay pieces i think for this tuesday slate and then my betting card as it stands right now before i even look at some of the other games that come out whenever they come out whenever i wake up <laughs> but so starting off with parlay pieces I minus 180 on Iowa is not bad. Uh, you have to check the pitching matchup for this game because if Michigan does throw their ace, Connor O'Halloran, it would be crazy. One, because he threw 107 pitches on Thursday. But I think they're desperate enough to, it's not too far out of the realm of possibility for my Wolverines. But if he's not on the mound, this pitching staff is horrendous. <clears throat> so Iowa at minus 180 is not bad. A bad piece, but it's not in my parlay for this podcast. Um, again, uh, I'll I'll include a daily parlay for every podcast uh, throughout the postseason. Plus one fifty seven, you can get this right now. It's South Carolina and Auburn. Both of them are priced at minus one sixty five. I like Auburn just a bit more, but South Carolina minus one sixty five is also a pretty good pitching mismatch. Um, so I like them over Georgia. Now into my singles that I'm playing on Tuesday. 1.1 units on Georgia Tech, minus 110, to win one unit. 
I'm fading Max Carlson on short rest. He hasn't been that great this year. One and two, he's pitching on four days rest, which is typical MLB uh, starter rest, but not in college baseball. It's not going to fly. I like the Yellow Jackets there. And then I'm going on 1.2 units to win uh, one unit and some change on Duke at minus 115. Based on my projected starters, uh, based on the starting matchups, starting pitcher matchup that I'm projecting, it's a total mismatch. Um, and Duke's pitching staff is also re- just really deep, and I don't think they really have a bad option that they could start here against NC State. And uh, NC State's pitcher ERA is in the in the mid sixes. What's that kid's name again? That I, I grabbed. It is uh, Baker Nelson with a six twenty six ERA. So I like Duke at minus one fifteen right now. <clears throat> then my third play, one unit to win, basically one unit on Georgia State plus one hundred five. Um, they swept Georgia Southern earlier on in this season, and I, I think that if we're not going to see Ty Fisher. He threw like over 100 pitches on Thursday. There's a pretty good chance that he's not going to throw here on Tuesday. I, I like Georgia State's pitching staff and offense much better than Georgia Southern's so far this year. So I like that as my third play on the day. And my last one, my favorite one, it's just mispriced. So I'm going 1.7 to win one unit and some change on Auburn, minus 165. I just I love this play a lot with Tommy Vale on the mound against uh, Javen Pimentel. <laughs> uh, vale has literally performed like Auburn's ace so far this season. So give me the Tigers. At, uh, they're both named the Tigers. Nice one, Noah. Uh, give me Wardam Eagle, minus 165 on the money line there. So like I mentioned, check out the picks page, college uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash college baseball picks, I believe. Also check out the college football experience, the college basketball experience, the MLB gambling podcast, the NBA gambling podcast if you're in the postseason basketball, uh, NHL gambling podcast for the NHL playoff watchers. <coughs> the sports gambling podcast, the mothership of all of, all of SGPN. They go live every night, Sunday through Thursday. Um, NASCAR gambling podcast, F1 gambling podcast. SGPN has it all. We have a bunch of very dedicated and creative uh, content creators uh, gambling on plenty of different things, even fantasy football going on 24-7 right now. Uh, And I know they're doing some cardio challenges that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, So check them all out. Check me out on Twitter at 77NB. And Thank you for listening to this podcast. Go check out the last podcast that we did. Go check out the article that I wrote on conference tournament futures for the four major conferences. And with that, I bid you adieu. Uh, Thanks for joining me this morning. Um, You've been experiencing the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. Adios, amigos.